I am one voice that stands alone. I am one choice to man the throne. Stand good and take shots. Give it all I got. All I got is this microphone. This is Pulp Revelators. We're getting ready to do another recording here and hope you guys enjoy what we have to say. Before we get started, we want to introduce a couple of our new members who weren't able to be on our first recording. Our first one is Dustin Carpenter. Hey guys, how's it going? That was, that was Dustin. Many, many, many words. <laughs> we have Zach Sarver. Hello. At least say hi, girls. Yeah, well said, both of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not for origin stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't take up too much time. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of want to dive right into this today with our, our thought process of soundtracks and like what's the soundtrack for your life? Uh, what songs in your head? What, what music do you go for now? What music had the most influence on you um, as you came of age and, and you know, became an adult? And I think it'd be pretty cool to start the conversation with what many people don't know is we have a musician in the group, and that's D.O.O., and, and he's, he's got quite a bit of experience, so I'm sure what he would have to share about music would be pretty cool. Um, maybe, maybe. I would say the soundtrack to my life would probably be my own album. No, I'm just joking. Um, growing up, I would say uh, more of a... Tupac and Eminem, just because I was big time into rap music growing up, and making a lot of uh, wrong choices and sometimes felt like I had multiple personalities like Eminem, Marshall Mathers and Slim Shady. But obviously Tupac was my guy growing up because he just was a a lyrical poet. And I grew up writing poetry and the area I grew up in, in DC area actually, it it was more uh, like urban. So it made, it made sense to me. I just connected and, you know, stuff like, uh, you know the rose that grew from concrete like that is just to me that's just identifies with who i am because of the surroundings i was in and you know and besides that it would have to be just a a random instrumental track just because sometimes you don't really need to say a lot i'm zach you know you could just be whatever it is and you know i like instrumentals because you could just vibe out to them so to me um it just makes sense. Like now is completely different. You know, I like uh, Christian music because that's I'm I'm a Christian and I follow Christ and I try to re- represent and reflect Christ. So, you know, when I want people to see me, I don't want them to think Tupac or Eminem because they probably means I'm probably not doing a good job of being a Christian. No disrespect to those guys, but um, so yeah, now it'd be it would be uh, um, I would say probably. I like NF, but then I like Minio. He's crazy, you know. He, he got he's goofy and stuff, and Lecrae and all those guys, man. But uh, I also like, you know, Disciple. I like Disciple that band. They're they're pretty gnarly, dude. Because you know they're all all great guys too. But um, they um, it's just their music is is lyrical. But then you know you got a little bit of everything. You got pretty songs. You got aggressive songs. You got screaming. You got guitar solos. It's all over the place. It's up. It's down. It's a roller coaster. Kind of like my brain. So it works for me. 
You know, that, that's what I would say as far as the, the music goes. And, and see, uh, when you uh, when you were describing the music you came from, I read that completely <clears throat> wrong. I was sure you were going to say the Pretty Woman soundtrack and David Hasselhoff. Well, you know, Some tones of David Hasselhoff. I'm 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 definitely that. You know, <laughs> you know who doesn't love the Hoff? You know what I mean? But there's also Dolly Parton. You know, <laughs> you know, she she's a, a poet herself. And uh, what was you about to say? How beautiful she is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hey. I'm sure. But you know, and then you, you know, Frank Sinatra. Hey, hey, you can't, you know, don't nobody knock Frank Sinatra. That's no. my dude right there. That, you know, that's true. He, he's a bad dude. And then there's Michael Jackson. So we, the list can go on and on. You know, <laughs> I just ended this whole. Podcast. Yep. yep. So, uh, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. Uh, mom's making stove top. I don't know. <laughs> so when you're like walking around on the job site, whatever you're doing, is there any particular like like music you're listening to in your head that you know just kind of Keep you on track or well, distract you. I work with a lot of Spanish guys, so if I had to pick a soundtrack for work, it clearly would be uh, some Spanish music. My boy Script out in Atlanta, it would probably be him because he's Spanish, you know, and white Puerto Rican. So you know, he he's actually an amazing artist. Um, but no, I, I, actually, I like uh, I like Beethoven. I like instrumental stuff. I like stuff that you know you can dig into and makes you think and. You can create your own lyrics. We can all listen to like Beethoven or something right now or classical music and we all would get something completely different from it. And that's what I love about classical music. The good thing there's this little site called Pandora that you can click on classical music and it gives you all types of, you know, artists or whatever. So. Yeah, now, now it definitely is different. I can tell that I'm definitely more mature in my music. That don't mean I don't... He's more mature in his music. Yeah, just music. We're just talking about music right now. We ain't talking about my Thundercats hat or nothing like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Thundercats. <laughs> See, Thundercats, Michael Jackson, Milo... Anybody say Milo Pony? We should have. That's part of my life. <laughs> Here. Mm-hmm. Like Care Bears? <laughs> See, look, now y'all talking about yourself now. You ain't talking about me now. Yeah. Oh, man. Look at Dustin's over here like, ain't nobody say snorks, though. <laughs> y'all old. Y'all real old. I remember some snorks. Fraggle Rock. I don't know what that is. Don't act like you. Man. Hey, Zach's old, too. Hey. No. Hey, Dustin, why I'm the youngest calling? person here. No, no. You should have answered. It was FaceTime. So we could have embarrassed you, bro. That would have been so great. I'd be like, hey, oh, let me answer. I'm good. It's Crap. My kids. We can still talk about My Little Ponies. <laughs> they would probably actually enjoy that. What about you, Zach? Uh, this was more of a, a thought-provoking one for me because I never really had... Music isn't something I listen to a lot. Um, growing up, it was whatever... What? Are you an alien? Yeah. <laughs> but growing up, it was... I had like a period in time where I liked country, and then as I got older... I still like country, but I would listen to um, a lot of 80s music um, in the early 90s, a lot of Linkin Park when I was in middle school, high school. And <laughs> uh, now it's a, a lot of uh, Christian music, but it depends on the mood. Um, you know, if in the mood for Frank Sinatra or jazz music, then I'll listen to that. Or if I'm, sometimes if I'm reading, I'll put on some classical music and... There's a, but again, it's uh, I'm, I'm just not a big music person, so I 
think I'm in weird company now because yeah, I'm looking at you. I'm I'm not judging you, but I'm definitely looking at you differently now. When he gets home from work, he likes to sit in a bubble bath with some Kenny G. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Calgon, take me away. (laughs) Kenny G, though, I want you to get a wig, a Kenny G wig. I need to see that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh crap, that's great. Um, yeah, that's. This wasn't a big talking one for me because I don't I don't have much music uh, experience. Even going driving in the car, I listen to podcasts more than I listen to music. I'm gonna take you to a metal concert and we're gonna oh, headbang no. for like That's an hour straight. <laughs> I'm gonna only put been you in the pit, bro. To three concerts in my life: Toby Keith, Three Doors Down, and Billy Joel. That's hey, it. I mean, at least you switched it up though, like that. Yeah. If you would have said three countries or, nope. you know, to three Joels or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm surprised you ran to say Dave Matthews Band. Like, that's good, dude. That's a bad band right there. No, you look like right. a, a Matthewer, you know what I mean? Really? Like, dude, I used to listen to Dave Matthews Band a He lot. got a new album out. You can tell he's getting older. He got a new album out. I'm with it, though. Like, I'm messing with Dave Matthews. I did. Wasn't he? He was in Labyrinth, though, right? Dave Matthews? No. Who was in Labyrinth? That was... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, David Bowie. There you go. Sorry. Oh man. Ladies and gentlemen. I told you I don't like music. I don't listen to music. Who's that guy in Dunes? Hey, at least you you actually informed everyone before you made that comment that music wasn't your thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. That was a smart move. We're probably gonna get death threats. Like I'm gonna kill Zach when probably. I said like don't don't kill Zach. <laughs> you know, he's a great guy. He just now you know. didn't. He thought Dave Matthews was in yeah. Labyrinth. Oh, you know I, I corrected myself. I figured it out. You did. I Thank you. There's a remake of Labyrinth with Dave Matthews as the guy. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can pull it off, though. We might just have to reenact that. Oh, man. <laughs> to say, when Prince died, I wasn't concerned because I thought he had been dead for a long time <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, my God. That's, that is hilarious <laughs> and absolutely horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I can see Zach's like, certain things. Look at this proof that Prince died that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Snoop, Snoop's has this. They've done something. Eh? He's like, lies. He's in Puerto Rico with two pockets. Elvis. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's great. I'm glad. I'm even more happy now that you said that. <laughs> you can continue to talk. I would encourage it. Am I getting too far away from the mic? So Dustin, are you more musically influenced than Zach? No, I am not at all. So as I was sitting here thinking about my musical journey, <laughs> my first CD I ever Thank got you. was uh, I'm just gonna leave me hanging. I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> you're just holding me. Yeah. You, I thought oh, you thought you high five Dustin for about a good five minutes. <laughs> Dustin thought he had a question. <laughs> uh, my first CD was Nickelback, so that's gonna lead into. <laughs> So you you know people make I'm I'm kind of a nickelbacker like so Chad Kroger is definitely an amazing writer. I'll leave it at that. Because people make musical disses and comments about Nickelback and that was your first C D. That's that's great. That's impressive. Well, that was uh, one of my first I mean CDs. my first 
musical taste was the hero song from Spider-Man. So okay, so Black. Spider-Man did it. You yeah. can blame you know just blame Spider-Man. Spider-Man's fun. I would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But I mean, throughout uh, my life, it's out? really 2001, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was right after yeah. World Trade Center. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, I had a yeah, yeah. And Lincoln Park didn't cross your mind at all. Like Transformers. Remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was way later. Trans- yeah, that was way later. Uh, yeah, right? You tell him, Zach. It was way uh, later. You <laughs> was a Nickelbacker for like six years, bro. Let's see, I was out of the Army when Transformers came out. Hey, don't so try to be tough that. over there because you're talking about the Army. We get it. You just exposed these dudes for Nickelback and <laughs> David Bowie. And everything. you said, I was in the Army. I don't got to say nothing else. I don't have to say anything else. I'm not going to say I was cool. But. Yeah. <laughs> but I said Army. Mike check, Mike check. Dang, it's okay, Nickelback. I can yeah. dig it. But you said CD, so you're that means you're kind of young. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am kind of young. I'm gonna just I hooked you up. You can continue with yeah. that. Go ahead. I mean, uh, so that was kind of the beginning. But each season of my life has brought something different. So Jonas Brothers. No, no. <laughs> hey, don't diss the Joe Bros. They coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Bros coming back. Recently, it's been Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Just okay. his later albums. Kind of the uh, that's a serious change in taste. Yeah, everyone's ears well, perked yeah. just now. Like, okay, okay. well, yeah. Cash. I mean, uh, <laughs> if you during this past year of planting a church, the two albums I've gone to are Johnny Cash's kind of uh, 2004, right. just kind of more darker, more lonely. Oh, yeah. You know, like walking this hard road, and then like the Spider Man into the Spider Verse soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Man, that song "What's Up, Danger" is just like the. I actually haven't even heard it, but I know it, I heard it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, it is. I just have to check it out. I just saw it. The movie was dope. I love the movie. Yeah, well, and Johnny Cash's uh, remake of Nine Inch Nails hurt. They yeah, I mean the Logan trailer. <laughs> yeah, that um, I listened to that um when it first came out, and then when they when they detached it to the, it was already cool. And it, even going back, I like Nine Inch Nails version. Of yeah. Song. Um. So then he remade it, and not to knock Trent Reznor at all, but man, Johnny Cash, if he takes a song like he could probably take the Teletubbies song, and I'd be like, wow, that sounded awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know he so he like resang. Why does this keep coming back? The really cheesy cartoons but anyway um when he sang hurt and then they attached it into the uh logan preview it had part of the soundtrack and just how that whole trailer went with that song i was like yeah that's probably now one of my new favorite songs yeah yeah well james mangold mm-hmm. he did logan but he also did walk the line right the johnny cash story yeah johnny, so johnny cash is a cool guy because i mean how many times i wouldn't even say he's even reinvented himself he just just keeps going and it seems like society kind of realizes, oh, well, there's this guy with every generation realizes, man, Johnny Cash has talent. Here's this, yeah. here's this guy I'm just now discovering. And he's been around for decades, a thousand years, influenced hundreds, if not thousands of musicians. So Johnny Cash remade a nine inch nails on. Yeah. Hurt. That's pretty tight. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Zach on this. I thought Johnny Cash was dead. <laughs> oh, he is. He, yeah, so he, did, when, he did it prior to dying. Yeah. So yeah. when did he do this? This was 2002. Yeah. 2003. Dang, I, how come I've never heard Johnny Cash remaking a Nine Inch Nails song? That's because most people think it, it, it's his song. Oh, we know yeah. what you're searching yeah. for tonight. Yeah, I'm going I'm to check it out for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, I didn't grow up in... Uh, the street church. Oh. Yeah, sorry, not the streets. <laughs> so, I mean, when I first became a Christian, 
10th Avenue North and David Crower was kind of those yeah. go-to of what is... And there's a different aspect with music when it comes to uh, following Jesus. You know, yeah, yeah, music, sure. music becomes such more of an integral part I think yeah, it's spirit led too. It's not just for the quality and and skill. Yeah, it's, it. yeah, exactly. Passion. If the if the artist is, I feel like you can tell if the artist is sincere. Yeah. If they're if they're going to be a Christian artist on that stage, you can feel the sincerity in the lyrics they're singing <laughs> and, and the effort they're putting into it. You can really it really kind of overwhelms you. Yeah. And there's no way you know five thousand people in a concert. I just saw Crowder. Yeah, um, it's like my third or fourth time seeing him, and he toured with uh, Mercy Me, and he was just in Baltimore, and and that was probably four thousand people in there, and they're all their moments where they're doing hymns and their moments where they're doing rock, and their yeah. moments where they're doing contemporary, and everyone knows the songs and everyone's singing, and you can feel in that moment. And as much as this world is divided, there's 4,000 people that are united under one thought right then and there. And that is just so cool. That's the Holy Spirit, man. Yeah, there's something when Paul is saying, you know, if you want to love each other, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another. And that's not just in a church context. I agree. If you want to. Just go right now. Right now. You, would you guys go with me? Or? I need it. No. You don't want to take this journey with me? No. <laughs> you know what? I led worship for the first time. Oh, yeah? Our worship guys were out of town this weekend. So, I, uh, you, you guys him. have noticed, I do not have the musical gift of singing. <laughs> so, it was a little bit different experience. That's when the Holy Spirit like, you know what? You're going to have to do this because I don't got it. <laughs> Gary, what's your... Oh man, aptitude. That's a that's a long and sordid story. Um, so six hours later, six hours later. <laughs> I hope this is your long commute while you're listening to this. Everyone's drawing and asleep. Um, well, like uh, a lot of like young Dustin, um, a lot of my music taste started with uh, Nickelback. basically movie soundtracks. <laughs> <Nickelback>. <laughs> 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 I think we all started with Nickelback. Mine started. Some of us are just willing to admit. Um, no, I um a lot of my music tastes like when I was younger and all it kind of came from listening to movie soundtracks of movies that I loved and a song would catch me and you know I'd be like oh I gotta hear that song like the bodyguard know. just say it Whitney Houston <laughs> well it was that was originally a Dolly Parton yeah. song so. I know that's, that's my Dolly <laughs> but no like I spent a lot of time listening to Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters theme and stuff like that when I was younger or I listened to what like my older siblings would listen to um, I listened to a lot of Steve Miller band around the uh, Abracadabra album days because that's when my older sister was a teen uh, and a lot of that music carried with me like I'm still a huge Steve Miller band fan um, and but as it as I kind of got to um, high school it didn't get any better it was still soundtrack based like you know Prince um, since Zach didn't know that <laughs> yeah. he was dead yeah. <laughs> I know now <laughs> um, the Batman soundtrack yeah. You know, that was like, you know, there was just uh, yeah. a recent Seal. story. Yes. Yeah, Seal, Kiss from the Rose, <laughs> yeah. But um, there was a recent story that Prince was almost in financial ruin until the Batman movie came out. And then that soundtrack, like, pulled him back out of, because he made so much money yeah. from doing that soundtrack. Uh, it wasn't really till college that I kind of started branching off into my own that got away from geeky stuff. And don't get me wrong, still listen to soundtracks, but um, I really started to fall in love with kind of like uh, more heavy stuff. 
Um, you know, like John Mayer. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John Mayer is a bad dude. That's the second well, one of his albums. What heavier things or yeah, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Um, but um, no, I started listening to uh, bands like Corn. Um, Listen to a lot of well, my favorite band still to this day is Clutch from Germantown, Maryland. Um, I really, uh, I really like their music. They're more of a southern bluesy rock type of band. And we used to go around and follow them wherever they play, and wherever they would play, they would drop the Maryland flag. Nice. So we went to see them up in Philadelphia, and they're dropping the Maryland flag behind them. And we're like, man, that's brave, but I'm going to cheer a little harder. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah Maryland. But um, I also, uh, in high school, I discovered hip hop. Um, listened to a lot of NWA with my friends and um, Ice Cube. I mean, I just. Uh, his lyrics crack me up. I love Ice Cube to this day, even his yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he just makes you want to fight somebody. Yeah, Ice-T. I mean, I was in high school when Cop Killer came out, and it's just very ironic that he plays, like, police officers and everything now. It's also um, ironic that he like Cop Killer sitting in the room with two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, for the record, I didn't like that song. You know? <laughs> yeah, sorry, officers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Yes, I did. So, uh, <laughs> but um, in 93... Uh, an album came out that pretty much hammered me into the hip hop that I really like. And 93 is the year I graduated for you guys that were like four or not even born yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Before not even born. Before not born. Four. Yeah. Hey, me too. The same age. Yeah. So you're both four. All right. Nice. Um, Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. Enter the 36 Chambers. 36 Chambers. Man, that album was just incredible because I remember when my buddy first got it on cassette. From Sam Goody. A uh, cassette is what was before CDs. You actually had to rewind it was, and, yeah, yeah. and hope you could hit the right spot if you went to start the yeah. song over. I wonder uh, if they'll ever sell that kind of stuff at Target. You know, you see the old record players. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That would be awesome. players. Yeah, they should. This is so vintage. Like, what is an A-track? Like, you I know saw what? one. I saw an original Walkman in the packaging on uh, Asian Shore Swap itself like two days ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. We were trying to get a CD player for the homeschool stuff. We searched everywhere for just a CD player. They are non-existent. We finally found one at this thrift store. We go up to buy it. And we open it up, and all these stink bugs fall oh. out. Man, I threw that thing so far. Oh, man. I was like, man, this is why we do iTunes. Well, we right. should totally sell our podcast on cassettes. <laughs> yeah, we should. Like six people would buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Or 8-track. Um, so, no, I mean, 36 Chambers, when, that, when they dropped that, it was pretty incredible because it's like the first time yeah. a rap group during like the height of like gangster rap, these guys were rapping about their life growing up in the projects. One, which was hard for me to relate to because I didn't have that life. Uh, I grew up in the country, uh, but they were rapping about kung fu action theater stuff, which is all my brother and I grew up with. They were rapping about comics. They took their nickname from tons of Marvel characters. Mm. These guys were rapping about geek stuff. Yeah, and and they it made it cool. Off. They made it so they fun did. and cool. They yeah. did, and then in college they dropped Wu Tang Forever, and it was just as incredible. Yeah, for two CDs, not just one, two. <laughs> and, and then, and then within just Wu Tang the group itself, there were so many different like styles, and they were so versatile in their rap styles and delivery and the characters. They created characters in rap, which is 
was unheard of, really. Absolutely. You know, to create a personality is one thing, but to create a character that had a personality, that was something completely different. You know what I mean? And that's what made them so unique. And the, each track, it, they would rap on topic about a track, and they would all approach it in their own character different ways. That was just, it, it, drew, it, it drew you in. It made you want to listen to, all right, what's next? And all right, who is this guy? And I know his voice, and this is his name, and try to figure it out, and then figure out, oh, this is his story. And, you know, it's just, it was just awesome. 36 Chambers was definitely tough. And it, it was, what was so incredible about it is like, you know, we've, we've talked before multiple times how hip hop, a lot of your early fathers of hip hop, they were, they liked comics. They were like comic yeah. sci-fi geeks. <clears throat> yeah. uh, Bumbada, after Bumbada, his, uh, all of his album covers are comic art based and it's pretty insane they created so they created their identities out of that but the Wu-Tang was almost like watching the MCU's Marvel plan in reverse they came together as this super group yeah. more than like just tons of them like it was almost hard to keep up with how many there were and then they split off and did their own thing and they came out with their own solo albums and they all kind of followed that whole thing I mean I remember what it was a uh, Jizza, he, he was the first one. And it was Liquid Swords, and he kind of followed that same pattern. Um, you know, Ghostface did Iron Man, and they just kept doing these. Yeah, Method Man did the Cow, then they had Ghost, uh, Raekwon, like Old Dirty Bastard. They all did, yeah, they all yeah. did their own thing. It was tough. And then they came back and did their super group again, and it was kind of. Uh, it, it was amazing to see, and and every album was great. It, right. Even on Thirty Six Chambers, they they had a like a um a track on there which was um like a skit track, and they were talking about how they all play their role, and they was like, yeah, you know, you know, Raekwon's the chef, he cooks up this, he does the beats, and Meth Man is this, and Jizz is this, Riz is that, and he's like, but we all come together like we form like Voltron, and he's the head. Like they even said that in which is awesome because they they created that parallel. They're the ones that said, this is why we do it. That's them basically saying, hey, we're a comic book and kung fu nerds, too. You know what I mean? Like, but we can rip a mic, too. So, like, it was kind of cool. Like, they gave authenticity to comic book kids being like, you know what? It's cool to be a comic book nerd or to watch Black Belt Theater on Saturday mornings or whatever. You know what I mean? And with the art and Africa Bambada and all that, like all that graffiti art is comic book art. Right. The whole action words and all that, that graffiti is came from the same thing that comic books were doing with the action, the lines. And when someone throws a punch or when someone gets hit, the action marks that are around the person's head when he's falling out or whatever, like all that's all that's where graffiti pulled that from. So it's pretty tight. Right. So just to uh, speed this up. So it's not all me focused. Cause you know, yeah, it's all about you. Yeah, I do that forever. Is it because you were in the army? Yeah. <laughs> so faith-wise, um, as I came to know God, and as I also became to be a father, obviously you can't listen to a lot of that stuff. Although I will say, when my kids are like, "Oh, I like hip hop," I'm like, "You need to listen to this." Right, right. You don't know hip hop. Yeah. Toby Mac. So that's it. You know. So like half our listeners, you know, all three of them are like, uh, they're like, "Wow." That's the coolest dad ever. The other half are like, I can't believe he's playing that type of stuff for his kids. Right. But um, I uh, so as you I came, said three of them, and then you had had half and half. Yeah, so it's one point five. Yeah, duh. It's point five. <laughs> There's one guy who's sitting out there. Is like, wow, he's cool. But <laughs> he's, I don't think I yeah, he's undecided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like what he's saying. But it's my kids. He's like that. Dio guy gets on my nerves. <laughs> So no, um, so as I came to faith, I, I do like Toby Mac a lot. Um, yeah, who doesn't? Like when I work out, like you know. Hold on, you work out to Toby Mac though. <laughs> <laughs> what are you 
you do Pilates? <laughs> I mean, I love Mac, bro, but at the same time, it's it's mixed in there. Like Dabra City Toby Mac or now Toby Mac? Like older. Okay, Mac. he just saved himself. But yeah, I mean, I love Toby Mac now, but. It's not aggressive, and I don't know that I'd be working out. Well, being there crying. I have a pretty interesting like. If I worked out, <laughs> it has some like Backstreet Boys in that. Nah. Yeah, yeah, very intense. Uh, o Town. Mask got some. After he left DC Talk, and when he kind of created, kind of found himself in his solo career, he has some pretty rock heavy. Stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Diverse City, he has a song mm-hmm. called Slam that was on the Transporter album well, just, soundtrack. Just that that's a bad a, dude back then. What was it One Phenomenon? You ever heard that one? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, it's got a driving drumming guitar, uh, drumming guitars to it. Yeah, guitars. but if you listen to like his older stuff, like it's heavier, but then like he's he's smart. He found his lane and was like, all right, this is clearly what, what they do. This is what's going to get you know, more people to listen and hear the message. Like a, a lot of people give him a, a, you know, a hard time about, Oh yeah, he's soft now. Like, no, he's smart now. And he's right. a grown man now. So he, not everything's going to be super aggressive and super hip hoppy and all that. Like he's smart. He does a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And a lot of this. So, I, I mean, gets, I know he gets a lot of flack for like finding Jamie Grace, but like he, he introduces a lot of different sounds to Christian music. Yeah. Heck yeah. Know, and Jamie Grace is like that, that bubbly, you know, happy, you know, yeah. God type music. And, I mean, if anybody has a, a, a record label and they found Jamie Grace, they'd be dumb not to promote her. Like, why would, yeah. He, he's a, and, and Toby, Toby Max a genius. He's got a great ear for music, you know, yeah. a great ear for talent. And he, he doesn't just sit there on his pedestal. You know, he tries to bring younger people along and he tries, I mean, his, his shows are not just about him. He, he talks about how, you know, he brings most bands, whether they bring four or five guys on stage and they divvy up the proceeds that way. Like, his show is, you know, it can be, Seven people, it could be 12 people. Yeah. It just depends on the sound he's trying to give you. Yeah. And he includes anyone that he thinks can help not promote the sound. That happened. That can help him carry his message and his tune and his melody and, and present it yeah. the way he wants to present it. And I think he has a positive message. And he's yeah, and I, of message. course, yeah. And for a lot of the, the people who say he's, you know, a lot of people don't like a lot of the, where the direction Christian music's going, but you got to meet people where they are and... You know, God's in everything. He's in absolutely everything. Yeah, and I think Toby Mac's a genius when it comes to his marketing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I me personally, I prefer his harder, his harder songs, but at the same time, you can't deny some of the other stuff he does too because there's times where I'd rather listen to those songs that he does. But Toby Mac's a genius because he's taken, he, like I said, he's created his own lane and he, what he's doing is he knows what formula works. So he's taken these songs that, you know, he's basically a rapper, a white rapper from DC that found a lane that any Christian on, on the planet, probably you say Toby Mac, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know who he is. Any Christian radio is going to play probably 10 of his tracks at any point in time because of the lane he's created. And to think about him as a rapper, because he, he, he decided a long time ago, look, I'm more than just a rapper and I got this message that I want to get out. So I'm going to create this lane and I'm going to get it out by any means necessary. And he was smart in how he did it. So he started off as a white kid in an urban area rapping, saying, you know, you know I'm going to do something different, though. Something I think was really cool about Toby Mac, too. <clears throat> I don't mean to like focus on just one artist. But, you know, DC Talk was 
Jesus Freak was probably what, 95? 94 is when that came Maybe out. a little bit earlier, yeah, yeah. Like somewhere right Yeah, yeah. I remember being uh, Mid 90s, yeah. like a sophomore in youth group when we were starting to play that music, and I remember that being like 94, 95. So somewhere around there is when Jesus Freak comes oh, out. Right. And prior to that, what was the example you had of mixing rap and rock? Like Run DMC and Aerosmith? Yeah, that was. I mean, and look how edgy and look how hard and look how on point. I mean, Jesus Freak was, and then Toby Mac lays down that rhyme that he had. Yeah. It, was, it was just intense, and it was to the point, and it was absolutely 100% focused on the message from the gospel. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, no, nah, it was and definitely that, solid. I, never, I remember listening to that, and like, man, they're not even, they're, they wouldn't even play this kind of stuff on the radio. This, right. They would consider this edgy. Right. And yeah. really, lyrically, it's not. It's just the sound was edgy. Yeah. And it was too aggressive for what Christian radio or whatever. But you know, I, I think just Christian music industry has evolved so much that you know, look what it's doing. I mean, there's all there's so many different genres yeah. in many genres within genres in in the Christian industry, like They're Christian music industry. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's just so funny. Like when I listen to guys who. Uh, kind of came to God much sooner than I did. Because when you just asked that question around 94, 95, who was doing um, a mix of uh, rap and rock, my first instinct was 311. Yeah, yeah. So, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, but, so, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I threw them in there. But they, they were a little bit later. They, I mean, they was obviously doing it then, but... Yeah, but Down came out in 95. Huh? Down by 311 came out in 95. Oh, yeah. And Rage was uh, 93 when I graduated high school. Yeah. They was... Well, like, so what songs, I see you laughing. Gary, what songs are you hear in your head, man? Um, so songs I hear in my head, um, definitely uh, depends on what my wife is singing on a daily basis because she gets plenty of songs stuck in my head. My wife is uh, very music, much more musically evolved than I am. Um, and that plays in the part that in my house, there's a bunch of musicians and then there's one that's not. And that's me. Okay. I have not a music bone in my body. I can't even keep a beat to dance. Yeah, that dog so, is like, man, this dude sucks. Yeah, pretty much. I <laughs> sing in the shower for myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, get that, my head. Yeah, get that picture out of your head now. alone, too. Or You're alone when Alco's in the shower singing nah, that horrible I, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking Central Intelligence when Doreen The Rock Johnson played the fat dude singing, yeah. What a man, what a man. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see Skirker with a shower cap on. That is the soundtrack of my shower. <laughs> <laughs> that and single ladies. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, so... I, a lot of times, like, I listen to more music more when I'm working out, like we made fun of earlier. Um, and Jonas Brothers? Exactly. <laughs> well, I used to listen to, like, a lot of bands like Korns, and, which is kind of interesting because Brian Head Welch is on, um, you know, he, he's born again, and yeah. he's on, uh, yeah, I Am Second, thank you. And uh, it's kind of um, <clears throat> interesting to see some of the musicians I follow in the path that they follow, but um, I got to be honest with you, and this just isn't this isn't a shameless plug, but I listen to Paul Revelators now when I work out. No, I uh, <laughs> myself the one and a podcast buddy, over and over, over again. Yeah. Myself and a buddy of mine um, who I introduced to this band uh, both work out to the brides dressed in black, 
because we used to listen to um, a lot of music that was like theirs, and it was a nice, it was a Christian band that we could listen to that followed that. And shameless plug time, that band would be our very own Dio's band. Yeah, they sound like they suck, but you should check it out anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you actually listen on the intro, that's the song. That's one of their songs that's being played, and we and we didn't just choose it because you know it's it's Dio. It that song it rang true to a lot of what we're trying to bring forth with Vault Revelators, and it's it's really fitting that he had to write the song. How, how long ago did you write this song? Um, 2012. Yeah, so here we are. Maybe 11, 2011, yeah, 11, 2012, somewhere around there. Seven, eight years later, and it's yeah. the perfect entry to what we're trying to accomplish. That's, that's just fitting, man. Yeah, the singer's amazing. The rapper, he's horrible, so you, he fits for most rap today, so you, you should definitely check him out. <laughs> well, like for me, bro, I'm... <laughs> we grew up in an area this area uh, the town's called Easton and they had this thing the teenagers do called Roll the Bowl where they would just drive to the different parking lots and just hang out is there an actual bowl though like it's just driving around Easton it's just in a circle like a bowl okay. thing, of course yeah. back in the day it was only like two shopping centers yeah, I yeah, say, two yeah. options everybody's on the CB radio man that's yeah. how long it was. I'm from civilization we did not do that same the bowl same. or the movie theater but my dad yeah. I remember being like, like 12 13 years old and my mom and dad our thing was to come in town on Saturday nights and like go to the grocery store to get some ice cream and my dad loved to embarrass us by like rolling down the bowl with like his 60s and 70s music going but, it's a good dad. That is but, a good dad. But that's, that's the dad. music that influenced me. So growing up, you know, my first album I had was Billy Joel. Yes. You know, <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> Do you know Billy Joel? <laughs> he said, yes. And that's the song. He's glowing. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach is glowing right now. You said <laughs> Billy Joel. I bought, I bought Steve Miller. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. those were my influences. Yes. And then in the early 90s, um, I really got into U2. And you two with the Joshua Tree and that album and everything I had to say. There's so many lyrical things in there that just still yeah. to, to today ring true with people's hearts. You know, and then I got into the '90s and you know I, I went I went to concerts that were like Soundgarden and uh, the Foo Fighters and stuff. And those are some of the things I listened to. One of my favorite bands from the '90s was a group from Canada called Our Lady Peace. Mm-hmm. If you've ever heard of them, they had a song called Superman's Dead, and yeah. they had a, they had like. I bought like their first six albums and they've probably had 12 since. They're just, they're really good. And then, you know, I was just going through my song list and like, it's weird how diverse like my, the music I listen to is because I got Al City in there and I got, uh, I got Imagine Dragons, but then I've got, you know, like POD in there. Fearless Band is a new band I've been listening to. That's what I'm listening to these days. And Crowder is my absolute favorite. Like his songwriting. As a, it influences my own songwriting, him and Jeremy Campton. And I've, I've been ex- almost exclusively listening to Christian music since the late 90s. You know, I remember going to Creation Festival and catching like the OC Supertones and DC Talk and Delirious, who really influenced me through the late 90s into the 2000s. And if you listen to all those lyrics, man, those, those guys are just pumping out things that aren't just... Christian music changed. It changed in the 90s from being all a lot of the Jesus Loves Me type stuff to really going in depth to the problems people are having and how God can solve it and how you can use him and lean on him. It, it was really profound. You know, so today's music I'm listening to is like, I wrote it down here, Crowder, Jeremy Camp, Fearless Band, Big Daddy Weave, Calling Glory, Future Forestry, and then I rounded out with a group called Red, which is much harder. Oh yeah, Red is awesome. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're really cool. And that's, now the songs I listen to depends on the mood people are putting me in. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's so you, you don't you don't put yourself in any moods. It's just every. <laughs> no, I, I definitely influence myself. But like as a police officer, you, you can't always say what you're thinking. You got to hold yeah. your tongue. So 
one of the songs that constantly comes to mind is on that, you know, dealing with people making bad decisions is I will whistle the Wizard of Oz as if I only had a brain. Like, I do that all the time. Like, I catch myself going, like, I'm going to stop. That's, like, sarcastically awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. If it's, like, a song that fits, like, if I trip over something stupid, yeah, it's, it's like, again, it goes back to movie soundtracks, yeah. the soundtrack in your head. Well, like, I grew up listening to classical music, too. Like, you know, my band, my band, I did drums and band growing up, and our, our band leader loved Aaron Copeland, who was an American music composer. And, you know, I whistle that stuff all the time because it just comes to mind. Yeah, it's definitely good to, you know, try to get yourself out of certain moods whenever other people put you in those moods because sometimes it, you have to and you got to escape even for a moment to, and it might be music. And, you know, especially with your career, man, like I, I couldn't do it because I'd be like rage against the machine the whole time. Actually, that probably is an oxymoron, rage against the machine and being a cop. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. But I would be aggressive the whole time because I'd be ready to just body somebody. You know, you know I, I had a lot of like Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah, but rage specifically is it's like. Rage, yeah, killing in the name of. Yeah. I know, but they don't really mess with cops or the government. No, so that's what. Yeah, 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 they're not. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I don't know. Music is it's huge to me. And I, I, I lean towards Christian music now because of because of my profession and not just that, just because of who I've become. You know, we're, yeah. at some point in time, we're going to do little origin snippets of everybody and maybe you'll get a idea of like the life experience I come from and why I lean so stay tuned the way I lean for yeah, Tim's right. origin oh. yeah I thought your name was Tim not Eileen actually my first name is George you can call me Jorge it's just about to uh, Jorge. Jorge. My name was Jorge but it's kind of funny that you said you know with your profession that you choose not to say anything because you have the right to remain silent you, you know, <laughs> get out no sometimes <laughs> you say nothing no but yeah. like with the, with the job that I have like, I deal with a lot of the bad parts of society a lot of times so when I listen to music when I'm on my way to work I try to listen to things that are going to uplift me and put me in the right mindset for what I'm about to face for 10 hours Toby Mackett bro yeah I did I would I absolutely do it I, yeah. I turn on the Shine <laughs> FM and the bridge and I listen to those guys and you know I've got you doing shout outs right now oh man <laughs> got Pandora you know where I've got I listen to the Crowder station on Pandora which is okay. a lot of really cool stuff and I'll tell you right now if you have not seen Crowder live it is the best show I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. You know, I've seen in the nineties. I saw you too. I saw Soundgarden. I saw a few fighters. I've been to Creation Fest. And I've seen almost all of the current Christian groups that are out there. And Crowder blows everybody away. Yeah, Crowder's definitely good. He's definitely a, a bad dude, and, and he knows what he's doing. His his sound has actually evolved. I like it more now than when it was David Crowder. I don't know, just me personally. I like his style now better than what it was. I love it all, but I do love the way he's transitioned. I mean, yeah. he's, he has embraced a new genre. He's almost kind of created it himself. Yeah, for sure. And he's even remarketed and branded himself, which yeah. is smart. Yeah. He actually just made head pastor, or, or not a senior pastor oh, nice. of his church. All right, so that's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, I tell you what, one an exercise that we'll do this week is I'll get all the guys to send me, text me a soundtrack list of at least 10 songs and five to 10 songs for Zach. And, um, yeah. you know, he may be able to prance five. Pat Benatar. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I can just send you 10 songs. It depends <laughs> on what you want. <laughs> and we'll, uh, I'll post, I'll post that on our social media pages. 
Um, but I want to thank everybody. There was some, you know, we made some jokes about certain musicians, but kind of as a little uh, disclaimer for me, who's not a musician, we have Tim and Dio who are both musicians here. Um, but I don't have a musical bone in my body, so much respect to people who that who can actually do that. And um, you know, I made the comment that we had three listeners. We've actually had uh, a bunch of listeners and more than I could have hoped for for our first episode. And I want to thank every one of you. So I'm going to go ahead and end this episode with a question to each of the guys. Um, starting off with Dustin. Uh oh, he was so nervous. What's the What's the song you listen to on the way home? Uh, so there's this new Christian heavy metal band called Luther's Hammer. So it's like this reformed nice. death metal kind of thing. So nice. check them out. Or, or life metal, whatever. Life metal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, that, just, that just happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with the cash nine inch nails cover. Nice. I just want to hear it. You know what I mean? I'm going to see what he does. Zach. Zach. Probably going to be listening to a podcast. Oh, yeah, no. you're not gonna listen to Prince. <laughs> no. Like, how did I not know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was Gary. He has, he does have musical talent. Uh, so, a song yeah, I really listened to a lot over the last like year and a half is a group called Fearless Band, which I mentioned, and they have a song called "Shake the Skies." That so, so that's what you're gonna listen to on the way home. <laughs> <I'm> home. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone get out. But I listen to that on my way to and from work, and I nice. listen to it at home here. It's, it's a great song. How about you? Yes, Gary. I don't know. There's so many choices now. I just wrote down a bunch of stuff that you guys are listening to. I had an idea in my head, but um, currently right now, on repeat, I have Clutch, their newest album. So Sweet. if I don't pick something that one of you guys just said to copy because you guys are cooler than me, I'll listen to Clutch. <laughs> well, here's hoping the listeners uh, enjoyed our input. And we know that you probably have some input, so if you get a chance to post up on our Facebook page or any of our other social media sites about what you're listening to, we'd love to hear about that. And we'll catch you guys next time on our next topic. Until then, this is Paul Prevalators. Thank you for listening. That stands alone I am one choice to man the throne Stand good and take shots Give it all I got All I got is this microphone